And some of us have allowed Corona to affect our persona. And as leaders of organizations, our role is to lift people's spirits and personas around us. Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of the John Norman Leadership Podcast, bringing you great content on the last Thursday of every month. If you like what you're listening to and enjoying it, please help me by subscribing, sharing, and letting other people know. And remember, as you lift the level of your leadership, others will rise around you. And we're also on Spotify and iTunes now, so lots more ways to engage. Just want to add a little context quickly uh, to where we're at right now. We're in the middle of of the COVID-19 global pandemic. So a lot of what we're talking about today is helping people navigate through this season. Um, There isn't a day which goes by without hearing, uh, I'm hearing someone say, I'm under pressure or I'm feeling the pressures. Anyone else hearing those words? This really is a continuation on from last month's podcast of re- re-engagement. And right now, employers, CEOs, pastors, leaders, we're all feeling the pressure of COVID-19. Uh, and we're living in a world which is undoubtedly heaving under the amount of pressure, the aftermath which COVID-19 has left us all. And there's an extreme economic pressure right now. The reality of three to four months of lost income and the productivity that that has caused. And things are raw right now uh, with global racial tension and in the injustices that are happening in our world. And so right now, if you are a leader and you are feeling the weight of the pressure, this is uh, this is normal. And we're all trying together to navigate this new pressure. And pressure comes in all different shapes and sizes. Pressure is the invisible force which is in and around our lives. You know, medical experts have told me that pressure is now the number one cause of disease in our lives. Pressure causes stress and then stress attacks the body. And the reality is that pressure is here to stay. So as leaders, we have to either learn to to handle it, learn to lead under it, or we allow it to overcome us. And we will always have pressure in our lives as long as, uh, unless we don't want to do anything, have anything, or accomplish anything. Pressure is a part of our lives as leaders. And right now we're in a season of increased pressure, aren't we? And as leaders, we have a responsibility to our staff, our team, our volunteers, our employees to keep leading and not just leading, but leading well under pressure. I want us to just take a different look at pressure today. And rather than looking at pressure as a negative, look at it as a test of our leadership. Uh, I'm a leader of a local church in Norwich, England. And if I'm honest, I felt the pressure of leading a church. We had to move the church from a building to the cloud, putting church online. And that was huge. There was huge changes from seeing, I'm a people person, so naturally seeing people in 3D to suddenly uh, 2D, it's been a real difficult season. But I've also seen how the pressure has brought out a lot of good and bad in my leadership to the service. Uh, But without this, here's the good thing, we cannot grow. You think about pressure, how it's revealed in nature. Caterpillars under, under pressure turn into beautiful butterflies under the pressure of metamorphosis. You think about the pressure that's placed uh, on on sand and over many years they can turn into beautiful pearls. 
pressure on coal over hundreds of years can form into diamonds. Think about lightning built up by low pressure and ends in this big explosive storm, but always settles back down. Like COVID-19, hard-hitting storms will pass. I think pressure ultimately reveals what's going on inside of us. So how do we continue to lead well under pressure? I want to give us really just three simple practical applications for us in this season that we're navigating. Number one is this. As leaders, we've got to apply the release. Apply inner release to outward pressure. Leading under pressure begins by strengthening the inside so the pressure outside does not affect us. You know, on every flight, you hear these famous words. I know many of us haven't been on any airplanes. Anyone else having withdrawals? But last time I was on an airplane, I heard these words. In the event that the cabin loses pressure, oxygen masks will drop from the ceiling above. First, place the mask over your own nose and mouth and then assist others. You see, when a jet goes in the air, they adapt the, the pressure in the cabin to equalize the pressure on the outside. If not, we would all pass out. So a plane has two choices. It can fly and it can overcome the pressure around it by adapting to the pressure on the inside of the cabin and live out its destiny. Or a plane can just stay on the ground and never achieve anything. Planes weren't designed to sit in hangars. They were designed to soar. You know, it's the same choice as leaders that we have to make in this season. We Number one, we could decide we can keep moving. We can keep taking bold and brave steps, keep taking risks under the pressure we're under right now. Or... We can stay on the ground. We can settle without the need for any added pressure. We'll always limit our influence. We'll limit the results in the business and ultimately we'll limit our legacy. Sadly, so many leaders, followers decide to take the path, path of least resistance. And in life, they miss out on so many rewards. I believe that applying the right inner releases that we can soar above the pressures of this life. So how do we apply in a release? There's many downsides to COVID and it's tragic to hear so many people who've suffered and lost loved ones. There's also been many upsides. One of them as, as a leader for me has been, I've talked about it in a previous podcast, is it's helped us evaluate the pace we've been running life at, the pace we've been running our businesses at. I spoke about this in our very first podcast, Leading with Vision. You see, pressure is predominantly against the mind. More people than ever are taking pills to stop anxiety and stress and to relieve the pressure in their lives. I think slowing down is seen now as probably more of a cultural thing, a positive cultural thing to do because we live in a fast-moving world with targets and goals and never-ending to-do lists. And there's never enough hours in the day to get everything done. And our brains are so you know, programmed for increased results and speedy delivery and outcomes. There was a wise king, and a king in the Bible called David. He's leading the armies of Israel. He said this, he said, find rest, O my soul. I think to lead under pressure, we, we constantly have to find rest. I like the way it says, find rest. You've got to look for rest. You know, as a driven leader, and I'm speaking to a lot of driven leaders 
A-types, often rest doesn't find us, so we've got to actually look for it. And to lead under pressure, we constantly have to find rest. And I apply inner release by asking myself three questions when the pressure is building. This is how I personally find rest, like King David. And I ask myself these three questions or four questions. Number one is, what depressurizes me? For me, that's football and sport. And I know there's that we've not been able to play sport at the moment or you know contact sport. Maybe for you, it's golf. Maybe for you, it's going for a swim or going for a run or hitting the gym. But you've got to ask yourself in a, in a season where there's increased pressure, you've got to say, okay, what depressurizes me? Once you know that, you can go to it. The second question, as King David said, find rest on my soul is, where depressurizes me? So first of all, what, but then where? For me, anything to do with water, just right, I find rest near water, whether it's a lake, it's running by a river or getting to the sea. You know, as soon as I see water, I, my soul finds rest. My body seems to relax. So what, where, and then the third question is who? Who depressurizes me? Maybe you need to ask another question. Who pressurizes me? I know that's not a, an easy question to ask, but do you ever get around some people and they just, as soon as you get around them, you feel an increase in pressure? Maybe they're demanding. Maybe, you know, they, 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 they make you feel tense and uptight. But who de depressurizes you? I've got a good friend, Steve Morstan. And, uh, you know, friends, good friends, they don't add pressure to your life. They actually take it away from you. Why don't you write down the name of a couple of people? who bring rest to your soul. You know, when you start asking yourself these questions like what depressurizes me, where depressurizes me, who depressurizes me, when you find the pressure of business, the pressure of leading, building up, here's what you do. You go to that place, you speak to that person, you do the thing that you love, the what, the where, the who. We need to equalize the pressure on the inside. What's on the outside by asking those three questions. The second step to leading under pressure is you've got to apply the W question. Apply the W question. Who's ever made a poor choice or a wrong decision under pressure? First of all, my hand is up. Some of the worst decisions I've ever made is when I've been overcome with pressure. Uh, you get pressurized into a bad decision. This is a true story. I once went out to buy some bananas and came back with a car. We'd run out bananas at home and I went past and I saw a car in a car lot and I came home with a new car. I mean, how bad is that pressure? It wasn't a good car, by the way. Pressure. Never make a life choice or a big decision while under large amounts of pressure. This is a, this is a, a mistake I've, I, I've lived to regret. You know, you make one poor financial choice and then you can spend, as I found out, the next five years of your life trying to rectify it. And every choice I've made under pressure in leadership is because I've avoided this question, the W question. And I'm calling it the W question because it's a question that I've had to, over the last few years, ask myself before I make big decisions. I'm not talking about, you know, what color socks do I put on in the morning. I'm talking about before I employ someone or before I buy a, 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 make a purchase or, uh, you know, something significant in your life. This is where we apply the W question. Are you ready? This is the question. What is the wise thing to do? 
What is the wise thing to do? Not what do I want to do or what do I feel like doing or what do others think I should do? What is the wise thing for me to do? Before I make redundancies, before I work every God-given hour to try and make up for all the hours I lost last month at work, or before I try and solve that problem, or before I ask my accountant to hide the figures from last month so I don't get in trouble with management, I ask myself this question. It's the W question. What is the wise thing to do? Every time we're faced with a career, a financial, a relational, an emotional choice, we ask this thing. What is the wise thing to do? Before I file for divorce, before I buy or sell that house, before I invest my money, before I resign my job, we stop, we pause, and we reflect. We gather wise counsel and we ask the W question. What is the wise thing to do? Anyone else ever regretted that he did convo in the office? Anyone else regretted the email that you sent under pressure? Anyone ever sent the email an hour later and think, why on earth did I send that email? Maybe if we just paused and asked the W question, what is the wise thing to do? Maybe we could save ourselves a lot of long-term heartache. I wonder what crime rates would look like if offenders had asked this question before acting. What is the wise thing to do in this moment? When I'm under pressure, 99 times out of 100, I ask this question, what is the wise thing to do? You know what the answer is? It's nothing. It's just to simply stop and wait before I have that conversation I might regret, before I buy that item I might regret. I stop and do nothing. You've got to apply the W question. And finally, number three, our third step to leading under pressure is you've got to apply the smile. Apply the smile. I believe this is really big to really truly handle the pressures of this life, this re-engagement season that we're all in, to to, to, to engage in the new normal with the working and added pressures of social distancing and PPE and the homework schedule and mum and dad trying to be homeschool teacher and school holidays and all the challenges that we're facing right now. Here's the deal. We've got to keep applying the smile. And as leaders, people are watching us. We have to dig deep. We've got to go that extra mile. We've got to keep that smile, keep the sense of fun in this extraordinary season that we're all facing. And some of us have allowed corona to affect our persona. And as leaders of organizations, our role is to lift people's spirits and personas around us. I'll be honest, honesty moment. I lost my smile for a, for a, for a season during this pandemic. I allowed the pressure of the challenges of life and work and parenting to get to me. And this is what I noticed. This was my takeaway from that. My lack of life-giving leadership affected those around me. We can't blame others for the challenges around us. We've got to take responsibility as leadership. King, King Solomon, described as one of the wisest leaders who ever lived, who wrote books like Song of Songs and Proverbs, once said this. He said, a joyful heart does good like medicine. You know, smiling and laughter and fun are really important ingredients of our leadership right now. I read this recently in a recent study by cardiologists at the University of Maryland in Baltimore. It says that laughter, along with an active sense of humor, may help protect you against a heart attack. 
The study, which is the first to indicate that laughter helps prevent heart disease, found that people with heart disease were 40% less likely to laugh in a variety of situations compared to people of the same age without heart disease. Wow. The old saying, laughter is the best medicine, you know, it definitely appears to be true when it comes to protecting your heart and your body. You know, we need to understand the power of keeping that smile, applying the smile. You know, we need to lighten up. You say, well, I've got nothing to be happy about right now. Sometimes we've just got to take a sense of perspective and look what we have around us. I'm a big believer that people should never have to wake up in the morning and think, I wonder what side John's gotten out of bed this morning. How do we keep our smile as leaders? Four quick things. Number one, take a step back and reflect on what we do have, not what we don't have. Take a step back and reflect on how far you've come. You know, let's get some perspective right now. If you're listening to this podcast, here's the good news. You're still alive. You're still alive. You're still with us. And, uh, you know, you might have lost some income. You might have even lost your business. But here's the good news. Tomorrow is a new day and we get to go again. We get to dream again. We get to plan again. We get to go again. So sometimes we just got to take a step back and reflect on what we do have rather than what we don't have. The second step to keeping our smile is we've got to celebrate the small wins, not just the big ones. So many times we want to, you know, go after the big deal, go after the, the big event. Yet sometimes it's just the, the fact that we got through today. The fact that you got through this week, well done. We're celebrating with you. The third, third step is don't be afraid to admit your mistakes and laugh at them. You know, I think we've all made mistakes. We could have all done the last four months differently, starting with me. I think to admit your mistakes actually builds credibility with people in your workplace. I think to admit your mistakes is actually not a weakness anymore. It might have been 20 years ago, but to admit your mistakes is actually a strength. And number four, the fourth step to keeping your smile is create space for smiles, for fun and for laughter in your workspace. Our role as, as leaders is to lift the lid of the life in the office, to lift the lid, you know, in the studio, wherever you are in the church. Think about ways to reward your staff in this season. You know, we, we made a decision as, as an organization that we're going to reward our staff with two or three days, extra days off. In fact, we're having a mandatory week off for our whole staff the first week of next month because we, we want everyone to switch off. We realized that we thought we were going into a, uh, a sprint with this COVID season, but actually it's turned into a marathon. And people are tired. People are worn out. People are emotionally tired. So we thought the best thing we can do is to reward people by shutting down the organization and going, hey, we want to bless the people in our, in our team. We went for a beach day with our staff, just hung out, socially distanced, but we hung out and, you know, talked and laughed and played volleyball and did some of these things. Why? Because we want to reward those. We want to create space for smiles and fun and laughter at work. I think this, I think your smile is your strength. I think smiles breed confidence. Laughter and life breeds confidence in those around you. So don't let the pressure of this life steal the real you. Make a decision. Corona might have taken some months from us this year. Make it might have taken some profits, but it will not take your smile or your sense of life. Hey, come on, let's lead under pressure well in this season. Apply the release, apply the W question, and apply the smile. Hey, great having you with us. I hope it's helped you as you grow. And remember, as you lift the level of your leadership, others will rise around you. God bless. 
I'd value your commitment by liking it, sharing it, subscribing to it, commenting on it, and sharing it with your teams. Remember, you are your only limit, and this podcast is to lift the level of your leadership, and as you rise, others will rise around you.